You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show podcast, episode 213. You can find information on anything referenced in this episode at thejoyjunkie.com slash 213. You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. Well, hello. Happy Monday, every pod person. Happy Monday, pod people. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. We're I am like on my last leg right now. I am so exhausted. Pull it together, Smitty. Mr. Smith's been like, <laughs> you are better than that. You get your head in the game. You fucking focus. Like, look in my eyes right now. Focus. You got this. Oh my gosh. So we will have an amazing show for you, I promise. We are going to talk about six things that you must address in order to live a happy life. Mm. These are things that... I have found over the course of my 10-year career, essentially, in personal development, that have been the consistent elements that people absolutely have to pay attention to in order to create that happiness, that joy, that fulfillment. Obviously, we know that there are certain things we want to attain, we want to go after things, and you know if you've listened to the show that I'm always talking about it's not about having the baby it's not about getting the perfect job it's not about all of those things yes they bring us fulfillment yes they make us happy but a lot of times people will check off all these boxes and kind of go why the fuck am I not happy I have have the job I have all these things that's what we're going to be discussing today what are those key areas that you have to address in order to change your level of fulfillment in your life. So this is for you if you are in a situation where you've been looking around kind of going, is this it? I'm married. I've got 2.5 kids. I've got the house, <laughs> which is like a 0.5 kid. I might be up for that. 0.5? <laughs> yeah. As long just as half a kid? Just half. As just lo- the bottom half. As or maybe just the top half. As long. Or, or maybe it's there, down the middle. Down the middle. Anyway. Yeah, I don't It has to be precocious if it was your child. That's right. That's what we're going to be discussing today. If you come up empty, kind of looking around going, there's got to be more to life than this. And if you're in a situation where you're just plain old stuck, feeling uncomfortable, we're going to be addressing things that you can start paying attention to right now. So no matter where you're at in your world, chances are you're going to have some aha moments with these six things. Before we do that, though... Why don't we toss the mic over to you for a minute? Oh, the time to warm the mic up with a little... Would you rather... Yes, yes it is. A little would you rather. Today's would you rather is would you rather be the first person to explore a planet? Or be the inventor of a drug that cures a deadly disease? Oh wow. I think I think I would have to say the inventor of the drug. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm a pussy when it comes to anything ocean and space. <laughs> like I am not interested that is so true. in the final frontier. Like 
zero interest. The final frontier. What is the final frontier anyway? Exactly. Exactly. It's unknown. It's unknown. I'll take the lab, the laboratory. Laboratory. I will be in the laboratory with a test tube or two and a microscope. That's... I'll say it was Amy in the laboratory with a test tube. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I would do for sure. And I also like the idea of contributing to the greater good in that way. Like I could change people's lives immediately. Yeah. And I could hopefully alter the influence of pharmaceutical sales, like how ridiculous that industry is and how so many people need help that they're not getting. I could make it available and... You took the words right out of my mouth. That's exactly what I was going to say. Really? Yeah. Pretty you, much verbatim. I Really? Mm -hmm. I would think that you would want to do Discover a Planet. Absolutely. I'd love to explore, but I That's think... more like for a vacation. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to Venus for a vacation, you know. Yeah. Uh, no, I think it would just have a lot more impact on humanity Yeah. to discover a drug that would help people. Mm-hmm. Like, if you found a cure for cancer, a cure for AIDS, something like that, like, that'd be pretty amazing. I know. I know. That really would be. That, yeah, definitely. So, we're a bunch of do-getters over here. <laughs> <laughs> Not to guilt trip Not you. Not that Exploring Your Planet isn't a do-gooder thing. I mean, you, you know, you're... It's pretty amazing. It's, it's just amazing. kind of like, what would you want? And there are, there are implications of both. Yeah. What would your life look like? And if you did not know this already, I have opened up a membership club for all of the podcast oh, listeners. We'd be clubbing. We'd be clubbing all up in the club <laughs> over at the Joy Junkie After Hours Club on Facebook. I'll throw the link into the show notes page. It's very easy to find it. You can either search for it on Facebook if you want or you can just type in thejoyjunkie.com slash club and it will reroute you over to the Facebook group. But we have discussions about the Would You Rathers every single Monday and they're hilarious to watch people's that is fun. rationale on why they choose what they choose. And I gotta step up my game on the Would You Rathers. That's right. We do a bunch of additional content over there and support for one another. We've got hundreds of people in there now. And everyone is so incredible and awesome to each other. I do a Q and Slay Friday. Q and Slay. Where we, I answer questions that have come up from the people in the Facebook group. And you will have access to a resource vault that's only for podcast members with a bunch of freebies in there. You definitely want to come be a part of After Hours. One of the reasons why you want to do it sooner than later is because there happens to be a coupon code floating around in After Hours that will enable you to get $50 off mm. Deep Down and Dirty the Tribe, which is the program that I'm running right now. Oh my gosh. That's which incredible. is really cool. And that course is my big one. That's what I take all my one-on-one -on -one people through. Gun. That's what I teach over a three-month span with a group. It is totally filling up. You absolutely want to be a part of it we'll talk about it a little bit more throughout the episode today but if you want to save 50 bucks on it you got to go over to after hours so you can get... want to save 50 bucks i mean said right? no one ever said i don't no want to save ever. money said no one ever <laughs> exactly that will definitely be on your agenda for things to do if you're interested in finding out more about the tribe and we'll talk about it again like i said throughout the show you can just simply go to the show notes page or find it at thejoyjunkie.com slash tribe 
And this is the last week for open registration. I won't teach it again until 2018. This is the oh. last call. And the price jumps on Thursday. So you have, if you're listening to this on Monday, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday to get in on the early bird price. Plus you can break it With up the in coupon. the payment plans, plus the coupon. I mean, it's kind of amazing. I mean, people just make these massive, massive shifts. This was posted by one of, one of my students. Her name is Julie, and she's based in Brooklyn, New York. She says, thank you for creating and helping to facilitate the most incredible, magical, fucking hard, but truly rewarding past four months. It's been insanely transformative and really just straight up life-changing. I feel like I don't know the person I was four months ago. That's how impactful this has been for me. And I remember I had the great fortune to hear her story prior to jumping into the tribe. So I knew that she was dealing with a lot of family dynamics that were really challenging, major people-pleasing stuff, hmm. complete perfectionism shit and having a really hard time being assertive, a lot of comparison stuff. And where she is now, it's like, it, it really is light years from there. And she still That's will great. pop in and tell me, you know, the things that she's doing differently. That's awesome. So she said, I appreciated getting to share this space and journey with each beautiful person in this group. We have all grown and transformed in some way, and I'm grateful for the experience. And I have to thank you for the endless hours, passion, commitment, and true dedication you take and show in your work. You're changing lives and leaving an imprint on people forever. Thank you for being a part of this journey with me. One of my other students, Erica from Dallas, Texas, says this has really been life-changing. I was once was lost, but now I'm found. Not just lyrics to a song. This course will change your life. At a time when I was really struggling to understand who I was and where my life had taken a detour, Amy was effortlessly able to bring clarity to some seriously confusing shit. From making decisions to making friends, we'd go through a whole thing about how to manifest friendships, I found a voice and a confidence in myself I didn't know I had. There's simply nothing like this program. So, and she was another one too, like when we first started, didn't know if she felt like, am I worth putting money into myself oh, is it my worth that's a spending one, huh? money on my own personal development yeah and it's a level of health it's a level of your health and your well-being and it's something that i personally feel like you can't put money on it you know it really is life-changing it's a completely different skill set so anyway you can read all about it go to thejoyjunkie.com slash tribe all right so what do you say we talk about six things you must address to live a happy life why not let's do it the first thing is you need to identify and understand what your values are, what, you, what really mean the most to you. So, you know, in the tribe, we do like a whole week on this. But in essence, the way that I describe core values is that they are an element that you need to have present in your life in order for you to be the most fulfilled. Mm -hmm. So for instance, for myself, I know that if I don't have a creative project going on at some point, I am significantly less fulfilled. I have a huge value around creativity. Now that could be anything from a play and mm -hmm. a theater performance that I'm a part of. Uh, I will probably throw myself into creating a pretty elaborate Halloween costume. It could be creativity in my business, but it's an element. It's something that needs to be present in my world for me to be happy. 
the best place to start excavating for your values to start shedding a little bit of light on this is look at the things that really, really piss you off. The things that piss us off the most, there's usually a value that's being stepped on. So for instance, if you look at the things that really piss you off in a political climate, for me, social injustice, inequality. So that would mean I have a value around equality or I have a value around justice or fairness. Many of us have a value around honesty and integrity. And so if I'm not being honest with somebody in my life, if there's something that's going on and I haven't been forthright with them, I am significantly less fulfilled. Right. That absolutely impacts my happiness. Absolutely. And that's on you. And and values are, a cha- are they can be a challenging thing to really identify. And, and again, that's why we spend a whole week on it. But you can always start looking at what pisses you off. You know, if you don't, let's say, if it really pisses you off to be rushed and hurried, then you might have a value around accuracy, precision, leisure, being a free spirit, not being bound by time. Like you could name it a bunch of different things. Right, yeah. If you really get pissed when your house is out of order, you know, that really upsets you. Maybe you have a value around order, organization, structure, stability. It could be a ton of different things. That's such a better way to look at it than there's something wrong with you because you like your house tidy. No, it's you no, know, like, exactly. That's such a better way to look at it. Exactly. And there's definitely a point, I'm not going to get into it today, but there's a point where you can value something like accomplishment and achievement where... Or perfection. <laughs> excellence, <laughs> not perfection. That's right. Uh, where you value something like that, like achievement, where instead of contributing to your happiness, it's crossed a line to now where you say, I can't be happy unless I achieve or unless I accomplish. Or depleting other parts of your life, yeah. So same is true for order and organization. You know, I might have a huge value around tidiness, order, precision. I love to say I have a a value around precision and accuracy. But if people come over to my house and I can't enjoy myself because I'm so freaked out about about the house being clean or getting all the dishes clean, now it's not contributing to my happiness. It's it's infringing on my happiness. It's Correct. stealing it. Right. So that's one huge piece that you have to uncover is this work around what are those elements, your values, that contribute to um, the most fulfilling life for you. It could be adventure. It could be spontaneity. Those are not my values for sure. (laughs) No more mine. I like structure. Yeah. Yeah, those are more yours. All right. So start looking for your core values with those items that really piss you off because there's usually a value that's getting stepped on. All right, number two. If you are stuck in autopilot or in a rut, then you're tending, or you could be tending to emergencies that don't align with your values. What I mean by this is if you're stuck in autopilot, let's say, and you're in a a really fast-paced, intense job where you get a lot of demand on you, and you've just gotten in this habit of putting out fires, putting out fires, putting out fires in your job. It's kind of autopilot. You just do it over and over again. And it's not necessarily anything that's bringing you fulfillment. You've just gotten locked 
into status quo. Mm -hmm. And we all do this at various points in our life. And just because you're in a rut or you've been in autopilot just in the same mundane relationship, you do the same things every day and it's not fulfilling, it's not honoring your value system, it's not a problem necessarily. I'm not saying there's anything wrong. Sometimes we need those for us to go, oh my God, I need to shake things up. Yeah. What am I craving that I'm not getting, getting. Exactly. in my day in, day out routine? Hmm. Because our life is structured, It for many of us, it's structured to be routine. It's structured to clock in and clock out. Yep. We go to bed at a certain time. I mean, we create a life based off of structures and appointments and, and uh, obligations like taking the kids to soccer practice and you just do, 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 do. And you don't look at what am I craving here? What are the elements that I want in my life? Again, are they honoring my values? That's so important. Wow. I love it, that you touch on that. Oh, thanks, babe. One of the best places to start looking at this is to examine your calendar. Because I've said this a million times, the things that are the most important to us go on our calendar. Yeah. Now, a lot of times, the things that are most important to us is our autopilot, is our obligation, <laughs> yeah, our yeah. work, the kids' appointments, the this, the that. We so, make that the most important. We make it the most important. Mm -hmm. So we don't oftentimes have our calendar littered with self-care, uh, time to hang out with your best friend, uh, sex dates with your spouse. We don't well, have those sorts of things. We, we Even if we do have them in our calendars, they're still task-oriented. Right. Right? If it's like, oh, that's date night and do it night. And dinner and got, do it. Dinner and do it. And we've got it on our schedule. It still appears as a task in our calendar. So we have to change our mindset around what that means, why it's there. Well, and what you were talking about last week with regards to your calendar, I thought was really poignant in talking about the things that are on your calendar bring you joy. Right. So that's a great way to look at all of these items on your calendar and what is the feeling they evoke. So when you that's see great. an appointment, that's like great. one of the things I fucking love about my clients is damn near all of them. When we end a call, we say, I love you. You know, like, I love That's you, goodbye. So when I see those people on my calendar, that feels amazing. Mm -hmm. When I see date night with you, the feeling is good. It's like, yeah, it's I'm like having a vacation really on my glad calendar. glad to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> but you know when you see, like, we have a vacation coming up in October. Yeah. When I see that on my calendar, there's a feeling associated with it. Excitement. Fun, yeah. energy, thrill. For sure. So start evaluating your calendar. I'm not saying, because trust me, I love structure. I love checking boxes. I love crossing things off. I love order and or organization, like I said before. But it's important that those things that are on the calendar bring joy. And the best place to look at is your emotions. So all of those things that are on your calendar how do they make you feel? And what are some small steps that you can take to shift that, to bring you more joy? So let's say you do have to go to soccer practice, but you hate it. Why don't you bring like knitting with you or something else, like maybe it's making something creative while you're watching your kid play practice that brings something fulfilling to you. 
so that you yeah. don't look at it like, you know, <laughs> I know a lot of parents that have a lot of shame around not liking parenting. You know, it's they don't want to color. They don't want to go to all the games. They don't want to do all that stuff, but they do. So that's fine. Follow through on that stuff. That's fine. But infuse it with things that you love. Or change your perception around them. Yeah. Yeah. But Or do both. Or do both. Or, or multitask. <laughs> so <laughs> the third thing that you really need to get a grip on, and if you've hung around with me long enough, you'll know this is not going to be any bit of a surprise, but you need to get a handle on your self-talk. You have got to stop talking shit to yourself. So here's another thing that I see happen all the time. People, especially in personal development, it's a lot of good ideas. It's a lot of concepts. So it's when you hear somebody talk about speaking kindly to yourself, you're like, yeah, that's a good idea. Mm -hmm. But then you don't actually do it. And I oftentimes will say it's like reading a book on Pilates and expecting to get a rocking body. That's not going to happen. You have to hit the fucking mat. But with Pilates, <laughs> it's very clear. You hit the mat. You do a 100. You do some of this, that, and the other. Like, it's very clear. With personal development, it's a little harder because we're dealing with abstract concepts. We're talking about spirit. We're talking about self-talk. It's not quite as tangible. It takes an elevated level of implementation an mm -hmm. elevated level of commitment it is really noticing those acute sharp moments of self-talk and then choosing to say something different to yourself like i'm not focusing on that like you hear your, you look in the mirror and you immediately start picking apart your wrinkles or your cellulite or you know your small boobs or your big boobs or whatever immediately in that moment you have to go I'm not going to focus on that well I just did it I'm not going to focus on that and then you can choose to say something kind if you want but what you've got to get a grip on is all that negativity that's the first first piece of it is you've got to stop talking shit to yourself yeah so true this is what we do in the tribe if this is something that you're super interested in and you want to go deeper, I want you to be really clear that this is for you. These are the types of people that come to this kind of program. It is people dealing with extreme guilt, like this <laughs> the idea of why am I not happy? I have the great, a great husband. I have a great job. You've kind of checked off all the boxes and you're like, is this it? And then you feel guilty for not being satisfied, guilt for feeling lost, uncertain, unhappy, guilt for feeling like you're not enough. And then in your head, you're like, you should be grateful. That's kind of what your inner critic starts doing. But this is the deal. These are usually the people who come to me. They chronically talk mad shit to themselves in the mirror or about everything they do at work. There's this constant pull Everybody else matters way more. I can't rock the boat. I care way too much what other people think, but I would die if they knew that I was that invested. You know, like yeah, there's that yeah. whole, I want to really look like I've got my shit together on the outside, but then you rarely have time for yourself. You never put yourself first. And if you ever do take a moment for yourself, then your inner shit talker kind of goes like, you should be folding laundry. You should be working out. You should be hanging out with the kids. You should finish that work. Should, 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 should. Fucking should. Nonstop. 
you get trapped in that this notion or this idea of who you're supposed to be. You think things would just be awesome as soon as you get this business off the ground or once I lose this 15 pounds or and then the compare and despair is fucking out of control. For sure. If you see somebody who started that business, who lost that weight, who bought that house, who got married, your inner shit talker goes batshit. And it's saying things like you're not as pretty as her or as him, or as successful as him or you're not as good of a parent. So this is exactly why I created Deep Down and Dirty, that the program, because I wanted to take people from this people-pleasing doormat to a powerful, confident, assertive badass. I mean, that is all that we really want, right? I mean, in the grand scheme of our lives, we just want to be happy. And then every, sure. everybody says like, oh, over here, as long as you're skinny, as long as you get this promotion, then you'll be happy. And you buy into this whole rigmarole, check off all those goddamn boxes, and you're still like, wait, what? Why am I not having this amazing bliss? That is what we do over the course of this four-month span. We get into all of the things that shift that reality. I want you to think about how things could actually change. This is what we do in the tribe. You will be able to speak up for yourself gracefully, articulately, so you can tell your boss your true thoughts on your workload, which will likely make your work a shit ton more fun. Voice your opinions without second-guessing every statement you make. How many times have you done that in a work environment where you're like, oh, I should have said this, I should have said that. Imagine going in there and being fucking confident and being able to deliver all of that, deliver your thoughts, your opinions, your needs, to know exactly how to address challenging topics with your spouse. Mm -hmm. Even all the shit he doesn't do or she doesn't do around the house or even all that sex stuff that's so uncomfortable to discuss, you'll know exactly how to broach that. Or how about this one? Any recovering people pleasers or perfectionists out there having dinner guests over to your home and enjoying every minute instead of thinking about the dirty dishes or how you need to get everything perfectly put back together or you didn't have time yeah, to yeah. shampoo the carpet or all that. How about just loving the moments that you're spending with those people and thinking about how funny your sister is when she's smashed, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like that's enjoying life, right? right? You're so focused on the connections that you're having that you forget to stress. You know, that's a new way of being or stepping outside of your house without a stitch of makeup on being able to breathe in a beautiful day and not be concerned about what you appear like to others. Or how about this one? I've always talked about the declining of the baking of the cupcakes for your kids class. Yeah, yeah that's a or chaperoning their latest field trip. If you could actually say you know what, I'm so sorry I'm not available. Thank you for thinking of me. And then not feeling guilt. That is what the tribe does. Nice. That is nice. what the tribe does. It gives you personal strength and confidence. So you can decline family invites. So you can say, no, I'm sorry, I'm not available for that brunch. I truly hope you and dad have a great time. Done. And then you go get momosas and have an awesome mani-pedi. Because you are the master of your fucking time. And you are too good to be weighed down by guilt and obligations that are no longer serving you. She's getting worked up. Oh, I'm getting worked up. I just feel like, I feel so passionate about this because I did the same thing in my life. It's so funny. That's what I was thinking about as you're going through these examples. I'm like, gosh, we have lived these. That's right. You have seen me. You have seen me cower at what my parents might think of me. 
because of the faith that I, I have switched from. Yeah. And you have seen me go through all of this and I have now had the pleasure to see tons of students and clients do the exact same thing. Anyway, that's, if you are good interested problem to have. and you know that you can't wait another fucking day <laughs> consumed by this guilt or being so worried about what other people think and not going after what you really want. Like, it's time for a motherfucking throwdown. If it's not now, when is it going to be? When are you going to be important? When? When's going to be a good time? That's one of those voices that I have to check into. Those inner critics. Yep. Is like, oh, you'll you'll get to it. You'll do it then. You'll do it this time. Really? You'll do it here. And then that time will come. And I'm like, well, no, we'll do it then. You know, it's that procrastination motherfucker. That's right. If you're interested in it. We have an option for you where you can break up your payments over four months. It's extremely doable. I do cap the class so that we can keep it somewhat intimate. And we're getting started very soon. Go to thejoyjunkie.com slash tribe. I'll also put it in the show notes page because fucking enough is enough. Yeah. If you're done with this boundary bullshit, let me show you the way. Okay, I'm getting worked up. All right, so let's talk more about things that you must address in order to live a happy life. The fourth thing that you need to address if you really truly want to unlock your happiness is you've got to stop chasing external approval. And this is really about, it's that same concept of as long as this person likes me, as long as I look favorably in this person's eyes, as long as I get this job, as long as my house is the cleanest, as long as my kids are the most well-behaved, then I can be happy. All of that shit is external and it's also what we're taught to pursue. So be compassionate with yourself because nobody tells us as we grow up, no, your happiness is all internal. They say, better get into a good college because you got to get a good job. Better find a good uh, husband or wife. Because I need grandbabies. Like there's all this uh, conditioning that we receive everywhere from media to family to social media to everything. Everything, yeah. All of our environment. So, so again, be compassionate to yourself because the cards are stacked against you. It takes fierce courage to lean internally instead of externally. Because wow, so true. most people will lean externally. Now, I'm not saying that those don't have a place. Like, it's totally fine to write a book and be thrilled about that or get a new job and be fucking proud of yourself for how you handled it. Or get that house you always wanted or whatever it is. All of that stuff is fine. Yeah. As long as it's an addition to your happiness, not I can only be happy if this thing happens, Mm -hmm. right? So one of the best places that you can look is to start looking at your own approval. Because a lot of times when we're searching out something else to fulfill us, something else to make us happy, it's because we don't love who we are. Right. We don't speak kindly to ourselves. We don't uh, give ourselves the approval that we're craving. So we turn to all these external things. Some people even do it with food. Sure. Or you could do um, it with anything. But I think the most important thing that you're tapping onto right there is that I think one of the reasons that we don't love ourselves or we're not as fulfilled as we want to be is because we haven't looked inside. Because it's scary. 
yeah, but once you get past that scariness, you can kind of go, well, you know what? I'm kind of a cool person. Right. And then all of that other stuff starts to make a lot less, uh, less of a difference in your life. That's right. And you start seeing how much that internal place where you are mentally, where you are spiritually, really allow us to enjoy the external things more. That's right. And enjoy ourselves more. Right. That's where that self-love comes from, is actually doing that scary moment, looking inside. That's right. And then realizing, oh, it's just me. Right. <laughs> right. Know? And, you know, that's what student after student after student of mine, particularly in the tribe, say. You know, they'll say that it's so transformative, but they'll say it was fucking hard. Yeah. Because nobody likes to look at, like, oh, wow, I have a really limiting belief that I have to be beautiful to be loved because that's the messaging I received as a four-year-old from my mom, mm -hmm. putting mm -hmm. me in beauty pageants or some shit like that. Nobody, that's painful. Sure. So, again, like I've said millions of times, we are e either in the pursuit of pleasure or the avoidance of pain. And if it feels painful to look inside, we will just avoid. And we'll go, ah. No, I bet I can actually find happiness in a spouse. And then we get codependent. Right? And then we realize that that doesn't work, so we have a baby. Right. And then, and then that, we realize that doesn't work, so we get a bigger house. Or that doesn't work, so work, so we get a new business, job. And, blah, blah. Yeah. and it's a fucking rat race. It is. Totally. So I want you to start looking at, again, and this is not about judging what you have done. So let all of that be. Like if you're pursuing external approval, like fine, just allow that to be. But right now, what you really want to focus on is how can I give approval to myself? Yes. Preach, sister. What does that look like? Start saying, yes, I want that person to approve of me, but I also want me to approve of me. How can I do that? And mm -hmm. just start questioning it. Just start getting curious about that. What would that look like? Where's my biggest triggers? Is it around my business? Is it around motherhood or fatherhood? Is it around uh, my body and yeah. physicality? Name it. But for many people, they'll have a major category at a particular time in their life mm. that feels really potent. Right. It's like, where does it hurt? Where does it hurt the most? Usually that's the area where you need to give yourself Got a little it. more yeah, approval. That makes sense. All right. Number five. And we talked about this a little bit, but you're pursuing what you think will make you happy. Hmm. And this is something like, people even do it with personal development. They think they have to do personal development a specific way. Like, um, if if you really want to veg out in and you know watch Netflix all day and eat a bunch of ice cream then you beat yourself up like crazy because god damn it you have tools and you're more evolved than this and you really should be reading you know liz gilbert's latest book and you should be journaling and shit like that and it's like no 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 we have a lot of breadth we have a lot of expanse to cater to different areas of what what we want in our life so you have to be very careful about what rules you create about how you should do anything I did a course ages ago with my best friend about manifesting stuff that you wanted in your life and going after things. And there, we had a student who was really working toward creating her own business. And she thought, I have to, if I'm going to be successful, I have to go to all these in-person networking events. 
And that was hmm. just a massive should. She's thinking, okay, to have a successful business, it has to look a specific way. And I was like, that's just a method. That is just one way to network is in-person networking events. Right. You can do a ton of other shit. So I think that there's a real space to look at, am I going for this doctoral degree just because my parents, it was my parents' dream to have a, you know, a PhD in the family? Yeah. Because I should. Because I got a free ride. So who am I to not take them up on that, even mm -hmm. though all you want to do is be an artist. It's looking at pursuing what will really make you happy, not just what you think should make you happy. This also happens when you date somebody who's really awesome, but you're not connected. They're not, they don't light you up. Maybe there's not a sexual connection, but they treat you really well. They look great on paper. Maybe they're a good parent. Maybe, and you go, I should be in love with them. But he means nothing to you and you don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> There's a song about that, babe. Well, it's true. And we guilt ourselves into thinking that we should like every good option. Yes, you're so right. And I think there's something to be said for taking those steps, though. They can lead us to that place totally. where we're content and fulfilled and, and, um, and having that self-love. Because right. if we don't take them, I, I, we have to take those opportunities, don't we? Well, I think that that's kind of the natural progression of life. You know, those sorts of things will happen inevitably because, like I said, like we're we're ingrained with these ideas of what we should do, mm. right? Period. So I think we're going to do that no matter what. Because it was a lot of people I don't think know what they want. So that's what these tools are for, is to help you really figure it out. Right. Right? Figure out what is it that I really want, and then I can go, oh, this opportunity fits that. Well, I'll tell you what. I remember my brother asking me years ago. He was like, what do you think the key to happiness is? You know, he was going through kind of a rough time. And I said, I really believe the key to happiness is knowing your core values and living in alignment with them. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the reasons why it's so important to me to teach that in my work because that gets you connected to the, this is what I stand for. These are the things that contribute to my happiness. So no, I because I value love and family, I don't want to move overseas right. to go study abroad. No, even though that's an amazing opportunity, that's going to severely impact my happiness and fulfillment because I'm not able to nurture love and connection with my family and friends here the way I want to. Mm -hmm. So you're able to decision make so much easier instead of looking at shoulds and guilt and all of those things Definitely. and i don't think that should is always a bad word like for instance if you can be a better spouse you should yeah if you can be more generous you should like i don't there there's stuff like that that i don't think it's always negative and it's always guilt inflicted because when i think about if I can do more than I really should. And that, that, again, brings a really powerful, positive emotion to me. Now, if I think about, oh, I should really want to take that job because that was a really generous offer, that doesn't feel good. Right. So you're always going to look at your emotions as a really great indicator of if that should is negative or positive in your mm -hmm. world. Makes sense. So 
again, if you were to, if nobody was going to judge you on that decision or nobody was ever going to know and you could let go of all of the things you should do that you think will bring you happiness, what would, what, what would exist? What would be possible if you could actually pursue your heart's passion or even have the opportunity to find out what that is? You know, I think that's why a lot of people go back to school later on in life. Sure. Because they start off going, doing what they think is going to bring them happiness instead of their passion. Yeah. I think, you you know. Sometimes um, you don't know. For a lot of kids going through school for the first time, you really don't know. A lot of people don't know what it is they want. Or that it was what they wanted and then it changes. Oh, totally. You know, so then it's like, oh, I'm going back to school because this feels more fulfilling for me at this stage of my life. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. And I, I would also argue that our social conformities, our shoulds, our peer pressure are way more potent. And, and we're also in a very egotistical mindset where it's all about us. It's when we're at that age, like when yeah. you're in your 20s, it is like, what am I going to do with my life? Blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And it, it's so wrapped up in what you should or shouldn't do. So I do think that once you get into your 30s, 40s, 50s, and beyond, you can start looking at things a little bit more um, objectively. Yeah. And that's also why I think you see people getting into their latter years, 60s and 70s, and they just don't give a fuck what anybody thinks. (laughs) Because they're like, I've learned that none of that shit matters. (laughs) Right, exactly. And their time. So don't wait till you're 70. And time's fucking ticking. Yeah. At that point. When you're 20. You get your whole life ahead of you. You you don't ever think about time restraint. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's true. So you're way more caught up in "Ah, the shoulds and I've got to do this, I've got to do that. So, and again, that's a generalization. But I do see, because I'm involved in theater and stuff like that, I see people who are really, really clear that they're passionate about theater at a young age. Yeah. And then I see people who are there because their parents made them. Mm -hmm. Because they love theater right. the parents love theater yeah so it goes a ton of different ways so that's for you to start dissecting where are you pursuing things just because somebody else wants you to do it or you think it should bring you happiness or you think it's some sort of fucking formula like check off these boxes then I'll be happy mm-hmm, type of thing mm-hmm. and then sixth and final is you gotta hang out with the right people that's so oh, that is that should be number one. It, it, you really do. <laughs> well, I, I like to look at all the internal pieces and then do That's true. E- external yeah, at the okay, end. Like, I see and that here's point. how you support your journey. Got it. A lot of times when I teach with my best friend, I'll say, Andrea doesn't make me valuable. She doesn't make me a worthy individual. But I'll tell you, she makes my job a shit ton easier. Because I can communicate really well with her. We're able to say, hey, how can I support you the best? We talk about really deep things. So that's much easier than a friend who has a lot of limiting beliefs, who isn't ready to support my best self. And I honestly don't have anybody like that in my life anymore. Right. At all. Well, water rises to its own level, right? So if you are hanging out with people that aren't really, you know, striving to be the best person that they can be then you are limited to that too a lot of times. That's right. And you don't break that shell and grow. That's absolutely right. So that's why I was saying that should be one. Not I like that word you put it in. I'm not 
No, no, I don't. I'm arguing I'm, that. I'm, I'm saying good. that it's such an important element. Oh my gosh, it really, really is. Like if you think about. Uh, many of us have this. Like you get, I always use fitness because I think so many people can relate to it. But sure. like you get really healthy, you'll find out real quick who's jealous of you getting in, in shape. So true. Yeah, because that's very true. other people who value health and wellness are fucking stoked for you. And other people who are jealous of you want to collude. Oh, wait, because you can't eat cake anymore, or blah, blah, blah. Or they want to commiserate. You have people who are uh, divorcees, and you just, they want to talk shit on their exes. They don't really want to move beyond that, and <laughs> you're trying to find love again or whatever. You have to watch the people you're, it, it, not only do you need to watch who you're surrounding with, you're, you need to watch who you're trying to save. That's a good point. Because wow. a lot of times what happens when you get involved in personal development, you're like, I'll save you. Learn this tool <laughs> and listen to this podcast and read Tony Robbins and do this. And they don't want to do it. They're not in that place. They're not ready for it, yeah. So in those moments, sometimes it's a boundary thing. It's about actually severing ties and saying like, hey, I accept that you're not ready. I accept that you're not interested. And I'm also going to take care of myself. And yeah. we've done tons of pods on that. Um, for sure you know friendship pods and the friendship breakup pod and yep. that one was really really helpful for a lot of you I know so those are those six things that you need to start untangling or at least paying attention to at least starting to get curious about and if you're not even sure where to start take one of those and put it at the top of a journal entry and just start writing all your feelings about it just getting it out of the confines of your mind and see what comes up for you and again if you're listening to this and you're knowing like this major shit has got to change I'm done I need to be less invested in what everybody else thinks I want to speak kindly to myself I don't want guilt and fear to continue to rule my world then cruise over to thejoyjunkie.com slash tribe and just read through it and see if it sounds like it, it will not be for everybody for clearly it will not be for everybody but it might be for you. You know, it might be the time for you. It might be the right answer right now for you. Um, and then some people might, might not be ready at all. Or I might not, not be the teacher they want to learn from. And that's fine too. I trust mm -hmm. that everybody lands at the particular place and time for a reason. That's so, so true, yeah. Anyway, there you have it. Anything else you wanted to add? No, I think you said plenty. Oh my gosh. I, I feel like I've gotten plenty of words out. I'm going to be exhausted tonight. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, guys. Well, here is to loving and living your most badass life. Mr. and Mrs. Smith, out.